0: How is it going everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Michael Balco Show. Today I talked to an Erie native, Jerry Roberts. We talk about growing up in Erie man, the hardships of that. We talk about so much cool stuff, man. We take it back to his 2017 Cathedral Prep team, man, that that won a championship for the city of Erie. We talk about a lot of topics, including, you know, how his father pushes him to be the best athlete he can be, who he aspires to be like, man, His message he wants to give back to the youth in Erie. Man, just how much, like, talent we have in the Erie area is just insane. And Jerry does a great job of shouting those guys out, representing it. And, man, we we talked for almost an hour, man. It was really cool. And, uh, you know, we clicked instantly. It was a really, really good show. Um, I know you guys are going to enjoy it. Listen to the end. You guys won't regret it. Thank you so much and enjoy. How is it going, guys? I just want to take a quick second to shout out the sponsor of today's episode, Donato's Pizza. Donato's prides themselves on ensuring that every piece of their pizza is the best piece of pizza that you will ever eat. And I can attest to that, guys. I love some Donato's Pizza, and I promise you that you will love some Donato's Pizza, too. They have three locations in the Erie area and many, many, many more across the country. Make sure you guys are checking out your local Donato's today or go to www.donato's.com for more information. What is up, everybody? Joining me today is Erie native and linebacker at the University of Arizona, Jerry Roberts. How are we doing today, Jerry?
1: We're doing good, man. We're living life here. I got some good weather. I know it's cold back home, so yeah. Yes,
0: sir. We got a crisp twenty-five degrees, and there was some ice on my car this morning, which is not ideal. But (laughs) speaking of back home, let's talk about the eight one four real quick, man. Just, just talk. Let's just talk about Erie, bro. Like for me, for me at least, like Erie is just an opportunity. You know, like I came to Erie. I think it was back in like twenty fourteen, maybe. I'm originally from down south, and then I, I ended up moving to Seattle, and I came over here from Seattle, and, man, I fell in love with the city of Erie right off the bat. Like, I came down for a summer to just to chill with my mom, and, man, I fell in love with it, bro. Celebrate Erie was lit as hell, and, like, there's all these crazy concerts, and then I fell in love with, with the sports in Erie, man. That's what really got me, and we have some dogs, some straight athletes out here,
1: right. so –
0: Kind of tell me what Erie means to you and kind of tell me about your Erie experience. Obviously you grew up here. Just want to hear it from you.
1: Man, you know, uh, the city mean a lot to me, you know, because I feel like it it made me who I am today, you know, and uh, especially, you know, dealing with a, a lot of like, what I've had to go through at a, at a young age, as far as, you know, my dad trying to keep me out of the the streets, but then I got friends that's also involved in the streets, you know, so it's, it, it made me who I am today. You know, I I've seen a lot of things in Erie. I've had I've, I've had good times in Erie. I've got great friends in Erie. So you know, I, I love everything about the city. You know, even though a lot of people, you know, often get it often mixed up with like, oh, it's a small city, or it might not be that much to do, or it's pretty boring. Like, no, that's a total misconception of, of Erie. Like, you'll be you'll be shocked, like, at what the what the city could could do and show you show you the time you could have at the city.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've come close to moving out of the city a couple of times and I'm just like, I, I can't like, there's just like, for real, bro. I almost moved to Iowa one time and there wasn't even a Chick-fil-A. I'm like, fuck this. Like, that's not <laughs> happening, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> bro. And I'm just like, yeah. there's like, you don't realize how much shit to do. There is in Erie until like you are about to leave Erie, bro. And All right, I know yeah. for you, you're out there in Arizona, so I guess a, probably a little bit different. I saw you at Top Golf the other day. I was kind of jealous. I'm just like, damn, my man's just living it up out there. But aside Whoa. from Top Golf, bro, I mean, it's probably pretty similar. <laughs> the weather's a lot nicer.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, weather weather's a lot nicer. That's crazy that you said that because actually, my first time going to Top Golf was out here. So, oh shit, that's crazy. Yeah.
0: So you went to Cathedral Prep High School, man. Uh, you played under now retired head coach Mike Mishler um let's just kind of pay tribute to him real quick man how much did he help in your development and what can you say about him as a person
1: oh man you know um first and foremost before I even talk about what he did in my development coach mission as a person you know a lot of a lot of people kind of say like it's it's kind of vague but a lot of people say players really care, I mean coaches care about the players and they care about you like outside of football and I didn't believe that at first but I like I've seen it firsthand with coach mission like coach mission he's He's came to funerals for my family that my family's had. So he he legit cares about his players. Like he it, it's it's ridiculous. Like I mean, I, I love Coach Mitch to death. Like I love him like he like he's pretty much my old dad. So he he's done so much for me as far as far as that. And then as far as the football, the football aspect, he's helped me with the with the bases, you know, like so is so my freshman and my freshman and sophomore year, I kinda was Playing both running back and uh, linebacker, and he it, it was like he was the one who you know helped me realize the the bigger picture, and he was you know he told me straight up how I was he was like listen you're a, he told me he was like you're a hell of a linebacker, but you're an okay running back you know, and he basically told me like you know make that make I have to make make that decision, and once I made that decision to go to linebacker, that was that was probably the come on I got my dog over here. But that was probably the, the best decision I've I've made but was going to linebacker. And it was like if I wouldn't uh, if I wouldn't have listened to Coach Mitch with just focusing on linebacker, it's like, wow, like where where would I be? Because that's, that's I'm I'm here now playing linebacker. So it's like Coach Mitch, you know, he, he teach you everything about football. He's he gonna coach you good. You're gonna get good coaching. But yeah, it's like everything about Coach Mitch. I can't say nothing bad. That's my dude, man. I love him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I obviously didn't even go to, I didn't go to cathedral prep and I still know the impact he had on, on not just you and, and all the other, you know, kids, he, he coached up and everything, but also on the city of Erie as a whole. And right. I can say the same for, for my head coach, I played at Mercyhurst prep um, after my one awful year at strong Vincent, or <laughs> I was the first string bench warmer, but, uh, no, I went over to Mercyhurst Prep, and uh, I can say the same about Coach Root, man. He still stays in contact with me to this day. Like, I think I just talked to him, like, last week. Like, uh-huh. literally, like, that's the best, man. Whenever you're, like – you know, I, I didn't grow up with a dad. So, like, having, like, coaches and stuff like that, that could help me out. That's definitely, like, the best. And the fact that they still stay in contact with me is even better. Man, every every one of my coaches were amazing. And I know that's how it is at, at Cathedral Prep as well. So, yeah. it's just nice, man. It's just nice. Um but yeah, I, I brought that up because he just announced his retirement last week. Uh Coach Mish, man, and yeah. you know, he's he's a huge huge figure in in Erie as a whole and for man sure. this this city's not going to be the same without him coaching Cathedral Prep, man. So that's man, like,
1: he left a legacy for sure.
0: Yeah, most most definitely. Um those are some big shoes to fill for Pops. Hey. Is Pops filling them in.
1: I don't know, man. Pops that's he's gonna be had to coach you for a long time to fill them shoes, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's
0: facts. That's facts. Um, so, anyways, not that stars mean a damn thing, anyways, but you were a two star recruit coming out of Erie, Pennsylvania, uh, back yeah, yeah. in 2017, and you originally took your talents to Bowling Green after high school. Um, yeah. what kind of factors played a role in your decision making during your recruiting process, and what was it about Bowling Green that kind of stuck out to you?
1: Okay, so this is not a lot of people actually know this story, so I'm kind of giving you an exclusive right now. Let's <laughs> go. Let's okay. Hear it. So, so really, in in all actuality, I didn't I didn't want to go to Bowling Green initially. I was commit I was not committed, but I took an official visit to Ball State, and I I loved the the official visit there at Ball State, and it was just my first that was my first official visit. The thing that kind of pushed me away from Ball State was on, so the Sunday I left after my official visit, they like, I had a meeting with all the coaches and they basically were telling me right then and there, like, we need to know your decision right now or we're taking this offer away. And it's like, and I was like, I explained to him, I'm like, how can I make a decision coach when this is my first official visit, when I plan on taking other official visits? So I so I sat in the car with my dad and they, and it kind of bothered me because I felt like, I, like I let those other coaches, like I let the entire Ball State coaching staff down. I felt like I let them down because you know I was I, I loved everything about the school. There was nothing, nothing wrong with it, but I just didn't want to make any rushed decisions. You know, hmm. so on our drive back home to Erie, I was just sitting in the car, quiet, and my dad was like, he was I can tell it's bothering. You. He was like, listen, he was like, because we're, we're we're um a very. Uh, I uh, are a Christian family. So he was like, what God got for you is for you. So I was like, he was like, don't worry about it. And it's crazy because probably like a week later, that's when Bowling Green offered me. Bowling Green offered me, they offered me and I took an uh, official visit up there the very next day. I think after I got the offer and it was crazy because they actually what was better than ball state. And I was like, wow. So it's kind of, it kind of panned out, you know, pretty good. And I was like, just the the players there the the environment even though Bowling Green small it's like that's really a college town like there's nothing to do there but the college so it was like kind of like yeah this is this is for sure where I could I could see myself yeah so i also had the uh i got those i got those two offers like late closer to signing day in in mm-hmm. 2017 so uh, originally because i had in my head that i want to go you know play the highest level of football college football possible Originally, I was I was going to do it. I was like, I don't I don't really want to, but this is my best offer right now. I was going to go play for Air Force. I didn't want to do it, but it, it they thank, thankful both Bowling Green and Ball State came to came to offer to get me off that path. So,
0: yeah, man, I just I know trying to get into the league from the Air Force is such a hard thing to do, oh, man, because. Like I mean, it's held so many dogs back, bro. Like man, man. they're just like like I f- I forgot his name. I think it was like Keenan something, man, yeah. for the Navy quarterback who was just unreal, bro. Yeah. Like and he wasn't even able to really give it the league a, a fair shot because the Navy's like, nah, bro, you're committed to doing the service now. It's just like
1: five years, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just like, damn, bro. Like yeah, like I'm a dog, just let me go to the league. You feel yeah, me? <laughs> Like I can go to the
1: Navy after or
0: something. Like. Yeah. Exactly, bro. Exactly. Um, but but yeah, man, that's a that's a that's a really cool story. And it's just I hate that colleges are like, you gotta commit now. And I think that's why so many people commit and then decommit, is because of that shit, bro. They're like, Well, I don't right. want to lose this offer from ball state, but right. like if I don't, you know, if I don't just continue to weigh my options, I could miss out on a better offer, like a Penn right. State might roll around or something like that.
1: Right. But
0: you made the right call, bro. Because, like you said, man, God works in mysterious ways, bro. And yeah. it's just, its so—it's so true. And I mean, look at you now. You're balling out a bigger school than Ball State. So, yeah, right, you know right. what I mean. Everything, everything happens for a reason, my man. Um, but you spent—you ended up spending three years at Bowling Green. You had a breakout season in 2019. And you just lit it up, bro. Yeah. Um, so, what kind of factored what? into your decision to transfer to Arizona? And how has your time in Arizona been thus far?
1: Okay. So, uh, what factor, um, what factor me going to Arizona actually? So it was kind of weird. So, um, you know, obviously I went, I went into the transfer portal, I went to the transfer portal and, you know, a ton of schools were hitting me up, but you know, it was kind of like the same with high school it was like, I, I, I had Iowa where my cousin Terry's that I had Iowa in, in Syracuse and they were like in my, in my um, back pocket, but I went into the portal, Iowa had ended up getting the transfer linebacker from I think Michigan State. So that canceled Iowa out. And then Syracuse, my, my success with Syracuse being at Syracuse was kind of based off of another person's a uh, failure. They t- had told me if this guy, if this guy flunks out, then we're gonna offer you. But you had to wait until April. And and I didn't want to wait that long because I'm like, if this guy doesn't flunk out, then I'm kind of I'm kind of screwed, you know. So me, so me and my my dad, you know, he 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 helps me a lot with the, with my recruiting in high school. Like he'll sit on the the computer for hours and just send my film to coaches all day. And um, he so my I have a cousin in Atlanta. He's a uh, I think he's a four or five star recruit. I can't remember. So, so my dad hit um, him and his dad are like best friends. They like they went to college together. So my dad hit him up and he was like, "Yeah, my son, he he has all the coaches' numbers." So what he, what he did was my uh, my cousin, who's the recruit, he sent all literally every single coach number he has in his phone to my dad. So what my dad does, he start he he gets right on it. He gets on his laptop. I have Jerry Roberts. I got a transfer linebacker. He gives all my stats, how many years of eligibility I got left, and he's just rolling all day, all day long. So we finally we get to uh, coach coach Don Brown, um, the, our old defensive coordinator here. And my dad thought he was still at Michigan. So my dad hit him up. He was like, Hey, coach, you know, I'm, I'm," he was like, "Uh, Jerry, will I have a transfer linebacker for you? I feel like he'll be a really good scheme for your scheme at the University of Michigan. Coach Brown responds back. He says, I'm not at Michigan anymore, coach. I'm going to the University of Arizona, but I absolutely love his film. I'm going to get back to you. So that was like a, that was kind of like a foot in the door, you know. A lot of people were saying that, so I didn't really think nothing of it at the time. I was like, okay, you know, they're kind of just saying the basics. Let, let, let's see what happens, you know, a couple couple weeks from now. So a couple, a couple probably not even a couple weeks, probably like a week a week goes by. I get a call from Coach Brown. And he, he's like still recruiting me. He's letting me know, like, listen, Jerry, we love your film. We love everything about you. But we, he was like, the only thing we're waiting for right now is because I'm a graduate student. They had to wait and see if I could get into a graduate program. Or, or, or get just be able to get accepted into the school or something like that, so that kind of held back the process, but then once they finally figured out if I could get into the school, boom, they sent me the offer, and me i didn't I didn't want to waste no time because I had already I had already lost Iowa, I had already lost syracuse. I didn't want to waste no time and take that risk with like, oh well, let me wait and see if I get something better in Arizona. I was like, no, I was like this is I feel like this is meant to be I'm hundred percent positive. This is where I wanna go. It's in Arizona, the weather's nice. They showed me the campus. I even I looked up Coach Brown's uh defensive scheme. I was like, oh man, I'm gonna fit perfect in his scheme. He was telling me he he tells me that he still tells me to this day that he thinks that I can go um that this is my year to go to the league. So and he and that's what he was saying to re, to recruit me and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, I really I really believe this and I wanna play for a coach, you know, who believes in me. So why not go to Arizona?
0: Yeah, man, you're the second one in eight in the, from the eight one four that's balling out in Arizona
1: right now. Yeah, I see James so. Connor out here, man. Get the. I'm trying to get with him, but he ain't been hit me back on IG yet, man. Damn!
0: Tell him to get with it. Same, same though. Yeah. Same. What's up, James, bro? Come on, man. That's
1: what I'm saying. Come show on, love man. to the city, bro. Like, show on, love man. to the
0: city. Hang out with Jerry in Arizona, and then hop on the show, and let's just have a nice little kumbaya. Like,
1: he, he he remember when I used to go to the pit camps, and I used to be, put him in headlocks. He remember us working out at Steve's. He remember that. He remember that. I don't know why he acted like that,
0: man. He remembers my little selfie with him on the sideline at the Express games, like, bro. On, Here.
1: Like you remember all of this, bro? Yeah, come on, bro. <laughs> come he on. he knows.
0: He knows, bro. He, he knows. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> what's the what's the culture shock like, man? I know it's a completely different vibe, man. I think Arizona's kind of turning into like the next Florida in terms of like old people just be trying to go to Arizona just to retire yeah. bro so what's what's it like out there
1: i mean it's, it's to me i always you know i always brag to people here this i say you know i say east coast and midwest bobs are way better than the west coast and i try to tell people that like it's, it's facts though it's yeah, facts yeah. and i and i and i'd be telling them they think i'm i'm lying but i was like you know the culture shock here is like really the music they listen to like they's different the parties is different you know, and then, and now I'm going to like move into the team, you know, just to like the, the environment and the locker room, it's not a bad different, but you know, it's just different than what I'm used to, you know? Mm-hmm. So those are kind of like the, the big culture shocks, you know, another thing, but I, I do love, I love how there's like almost a palm tree on every single corner here. Like there'll be, there'll be like a, a street of just palm trees. And I, only time I seen a palm tree in my life was I went to, florida that was the last time i seen a palm tree like i never because we don't have in Erie, so yeah i was kind of shocked like it'll be days i'll just get in my car and i'll just start driving like they got freaking big big old mountains that you can just drive in and like just look at the look at the whole city of uh, tucson so it's like that's that's kind of cool you know
0: bro the thing i get the most jealous about is i listen to this podcast man and these dudes are outside like playing pickleball bro in the middle of february i'm just like oh, come yeah, on yeah. come on dog like i'm out here shoveling 18 inches of snow like yeah, <laughs> hating yeah. every single second of my life bro just counting down to like april like that's yeah. literally kind of you know how it is in eerie man like yeah. from like december to april you're just like let me just survive oh, yeah. like
1: yeah. You're, you're you're a survival mode like you're <laughs> through to the next 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 month
0: yeah Bro, it don't even matter how many layers you put on, like it's just it's you're just be awful. Old. You're gonna be yeah. old. regardless, bro. Yeah, so yeah. I, half the time I just go out there in a fucking sweatshirt because it's gonna be the same level if I put on like eight jackets. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, like right, like right now, you live it, man. 79 degrees.
0: And you're wearing a hoodie, bro. <laughs> That's crazy. I bet you got that AC turnt in that thing. Oh, yeah,
1: for sure. That's why I got the hoodie on. <laughs> oh my
0: god, bro that being said, Erie has some of the best athletes in the world, you included, and I'm not even being biased when I say that either. I know you can attest to that. I know anybody in Erie can attest to that. I mean, we got guys like Javon Johnson, who spent over a decade in the CFL, played a year for the Steelers. Uh, Terry Roberts, your cousin, obviously. I'm balling for Iowa right now. Bo Bauer, Notre Dame, man. Uh, James Conner. He yep. led the NFL in touchdowns this past year for the Arizona Cardinals. Jesse Lucetta going into the NFL this upcoming year, even though he's yep. from Ottawa. I mean, he played a couple years at Mercyhurst Prep, so he counts. He, he counts, okay? Yeah, he does. <laughs> I have to throw him in there because I went to high school with him. He's yeah, been he ghosting caught. me for the pod too, so oh, got to work man. on that. It's it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. crazy Bro, I got Morton Anderson on here, <laughs> okay? Like got NFL Hall of Famer on this thing. I can't get my high school classmate on, bro. What is going on?
1: That's crazy, man. <laughs> That's
0: crazy. Uh, but we got countless others. Fred Blitnikoff as well is another guy that comes out, Mark Stepnoski. Um, what do you think of the up-and-coming crop that we got in Erie, man? I know Markel Darnell is on that list. Just a bunch of dudes, man. Um, and what kind of things do you do or did you do to separate yourself from from other recruits to co- across the country back when you were in high school and help put Erie on the map.
1: Okay, so the, from what I, I know we have upcoming, you know, we have, like you said, Mark – Mark. I don't know how it's Mark Quell. He's actually my cousin. Um, we have him. We have – I know as far as basketball, we have Del Mm-hmm. He's balling, bro. Yeah, it, it, and it's kind of crazy because, you know, as far as Del corn like I actually like – I kind of helped my dad coach him as a, as, as younger. So it's like just watching all of them grow up, man. It's like, that's, they did, they doing their thing for sure. And then we also, we also got my little brother upcoming. We got my little brother upcoming, Jari Roberts. I got my stepbrother, my stepbrothers, Dejora Hollingsworth and Monte Hollingsworth. They up and coming, man. So I feel like, you know, as far as the, the future for the for sports as far as basketball and football, I feel like the, you know, the city is go it's it's in good hands right now. You know? And then as far as, you know, um what I did, me personally, you know, separating myself. It was it was days, you know, I um I, I would say I really didn't, you know, flip that switch on to like really trying to like separate myself until my uh the summer of my sophomore going sophomore summer getting ready the end of my sophomore year basically. And it was kind of like you know, I I wanted to, I, I wanted to to show people that that I was one of that I was one of the best to 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 come in in through prep history. I wanted to show people that I was one of the best, you know. And I wanted to be, I wanted to be talked around the city. I wanted to, I wanted to be like people be like, "Hey man, you, Jerry Roberts, man, he's been balling. We should go watch a game or something like that." Like that's what I wanted to be, and so. I, I put myself in that in that mindset. You know what I was training, and I was just I was training, and I would this. I would work out at Prep High School. After I work out at Prep High School, I would then go to my cousin Steve Spearman's gym. This is all in one day. I would go to my cousin Steve Spearman's gym. Then I would have a, a speed training um, later. I would have speed training later on, and then depending on the day, if it wasn't speed training, I would be doing uh I'd be running hills with uh Steve at Frontier Park. So it was like, you know, just con constantly con staying on that grind. You know, it, it was basically almost like every day. If anything, I probably didn't. I probably didn't get three workouts in probably like one or two days out the week. But it was like every single day. Like Terry was right there with me, like weekends included. Like we were we were grinding, man, because it was like we felt like we had so much to prove to to people. And, and not only that, you know, me and Terry, you know, we me and our our, our father, we don't they, we don't live in the in the best area. So we we thinking of it like this because we I've both of our both of our dads, mine and Terry's dad, we watched them literally put in countless hours and and, and money into just trying to get us the the best trainers and, and the best trainers that Erie has to offer and I and then I, I, I and then I really cranked it and then I really cranked it up when my junior year came and I me and my dad were like we were literally road running like going to and it was weekends where we would hit Maryland then go to Michigan State and then go to Syracuse, then go home, then go back to, then go back out um, road running two days later and go to Navy. And it was like, I was just doing all this, driving around. This was, this was when I had zero offers. I I had zero offers and I was just doing all this, driving around. And it was like all of these, get out that window. It was like all of these coaches kept like, you know, telling me like, y'all at every single visit, it was like, all right, Jerry, we'll, we'll see you in camp. We'll see you in camp. And that was just kind of like a, a motivation to me. Cause it was like, well, well, geez, what, what more do you need to see? I, like you, I, I don't get the offer. You know, I thought I had good film. I thought you, you told me I passed the eye test. So it was just like little things like that, that kind of like motivated me. And it was just like, like, man, like I, I want to prove so many people wrong and, and I want to prove so many people wrong, but also a, achieving a dream of going to a division one college and then possibly going to the NFL to get my family out of this situation and uh, the living status that we, that we are in. So I was like, you know what, this is, I'm, I got, I got a reason on why I need to do the things that I do every single day. And those was my reasons. It was like division one coach is not giving me a, not giving me an offer, but, and it was kind of, you know, in high school, it would kind of mess with my head because my boy Dom cavado uh, he was, he would get a, he would get an offer. He would have about five offers before I had my first one. And like that was like my best friend, and he and I was like, I would just be talking to him, like, man, bro, I really wish I, I had just one offer, like, literally just one offer. It, it was times a lot of people don't notice. I was, I would sit there and I would think I was sitting. Me and my, my dad sat there and watched me. He watched me sit there and cry on the stairs, just like, man, why why am I not getting any offers at all? Like it was like I was like, man, I'm for sure going D two. Like like it was like times like that. So it was like, man, that's crazy. So I just remember like all of that that I went through and stuff that like in that nature, like even when I'm training now, I just think about my past in high school and how many people doubted you and how many people said you couldn't do this or how many people said you wouldn't play power five football or how many division one coaches said that. So it's just like I got a lot of things that I use to to motivate me. So, yeah. Yeah, I, and I, I separate.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that's one of the things I love the most about Erie, at least from the athletic side is that like we have so many advocates, bro. Like Javon Johnson is constantly like tweeting out the next talent in Erie, bro. Like he's always shining light on dudes. He's always out here training dudes. And that's probably a big reason why he just got that Northeast job, bro. Like, yeah, and yeah. things like that. And
1: Javon. Thing, trained in huh? Javon trained me in Terry.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, or he actually trained me a little bit too at Mercyhurst. So um, yeah, man, he's just a huge advocate. He's a, Alumni of the MBS as well, so that's always a little, you know, a little extra flavor on there. <laughs>
1: but, uh,
0: but, yeah, man, and I, I remember specifically, because I know you mentioned, like, I want people to come to these games because Jerry Roberts is playing, Terry Roberts is playing, all these dudes yeah. are playing, bro. And I that was literally me, bro. I literally specifically remember coming to games because I was hearing all the hype around town. I'm like, all right, let me go see what this is about. Right. It was about it, bro. Like, Yeah, that's thing the yeah. thing that makes me the most mad, too, bro, is that like, like, there's so many like people that have to settle with like Teal or like Mercyhurst or like Clary in here, bro, because like, like we have all the talent, but it's just because we're an area we're getting way the fuck overlooked for no reason. Yeah. you know what I mean? Like we have some dogs, bro. Like, yeah. There's no reason why my boy Zach Helsley from Mercyhurst, bro, should be at Mercyhurst. There's oh, no yeah. reason yeah. he shouldn't be at like a Duquesne with Billy and stuff like that. Like, yeah. it's just wild, bro. Yeah. So. That's my little my little rant right there, yeah. but
1: <laughs> I, know, I tell people that all the time. I'll be like, I'll be like, because I told I told a, a dude um, here. Uh, we talked junk to each other all the time, and he was like, he was like, um, I would go to your, uh, your he was like, I would go to your high school and destroy like destroy. You. I was like, bro, I was like, I guarantee you, you would not last one game on a cathedral prep football team. No, I was bro. like. Like Y'all people, were
0: smacking dudes, bro. That's what I'm
1: trying to tell people. I was like, see, prep, prep football is good now. But when me and Terry were there, like, that's when we were at peak. Like, we had, like, 10 D1 dudes on our team. Like, we were – Bro, you and Bo would just – oh, bro. That's my – I'll tell you, like, I don't know if you, if you remember the movie remember, uh, remember the Titans. Yeah. Me and him, we would, we would literally be out there on the field yelling, left side, strong yeah. side. Like, that's my boy, man. Like, that's my boy. Bro,
0: I remember specifically – the damn save an eye game bro yeah. <laughs> and dudes it was just a fucking all-star game bro y'all still smacking over there i was like all right y'all all right yeah. bro that shit <laughs> that was wild uh what is a piece of adversity at any point in your life that you've had to overcome and how did you do so kind of take us into your mindset oh
1: wow piece of adversity um a piece of adversity that I that I had to overcome in my life. Um, early, early on, probably when I was like, um, it was two two times in this in my life. Um, basically, when my parents when my parents uh, split up at my at a young age, you know, I kind of felt like that was like a a big turning point on my life because I was like, um, I, I, I was confused on like what's going on, you know. I I would see my parents arguing and stuff like that. And then I like one day it's like, you know, I'm just now I'm seeing mom and dad. I'm seeing dad. I'm seeing mom Monday through Wednesdays and I'm seeing dad Thursday through Saturdays. And it's like, what happened? So it it was kind of like that was a point of adversity. But it was also, I would say, one of my biggest blessings as well. Only for the simple fact is is because during that time, I kind of, you know, obviously I'm a I want to be with my dad more. So during that time, you know, I kind of. Stay with my dad a lot more, and, and that's when you know he kind of, that's where like my training kind of like really got amped up, and you know I really started to to lock in at a young age. So I would say yeah, that when when I faced adversity when my parents split up, you know I just kind of I just kind of took it like you know this is what's happening, but I was like I'm gonna stay with dad, and then as as I end up staying with dad, end up being something good for me because you know dad's getting me right. He was like listen, you you gonna be in this house, you're not finna play video games all day. You finna get out there play some football or something like so. And it's just, and I, and I kind of dealt with that with my aggression with that actually on the football field, you know, and and that's why I think I, I excelled at a young age just for the simple fact that I, I, I real deal played the, played the, the game of football with a young age with just anger, nothing but anger. And I felt like I had a lot of anger. It was kind of like anger at both of my parents. Like it was like, oh, you just kind of split up, but you didn't think about me and my little sister or it was kind of anger for like my dad to talk junk to me or or and say you're soft or something like that so i get mad and like so I just kind of played played the game with a, a a lot of anger but initially the anger wasn't always there it was kind of funny so this is a, actually kind of funny so my dad tells me uh this is the first day I'm I'm putting shoulder pads and helmet on as a as a kid and he's telling me um you know we we do you know obviously and I don't know if you remember the league. You probably you probably do. It was called Bay City.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was Bay City, and um, they was that was I was in that that um football league, and I, the first day, like, you know, we are doing Oklahoma drills, and uh, I did horrible. I did horrible in the Oklahoma drill. Right? He let you know, didn't he? Yeah, he he let me know. He let me have it for sure. And the and the thing is, it was like kind of crazy. So we go home. He tells me he tells me to get fully fully dressed in my my shoulder pads and everything. He's like, come outside. I'm looking confused. Like, what What possibly is this man going to have me do? This is my dad. I'm like, what possibly is he going to have me do?
0: Don't tell me this man lined up against you, bro.
1: It's, it's worse. It's worse. He <laughs> told me we had a big old telephone pole right in the middle of our yard. He tells me, run full speed into the telephone pole. I look back at him I'm like, <laughs> like what? He said, run full speed into the telephone pole. He made me do that at least like five or six times, and then it was like by the like the fifth time. At that point, I'm just running, crying, just running full speed, like, Ooh, and whacking the, the telephone pole. And he was like, he was like, basically, that's how you hit people. He was like, when you, he was like, when you out there on that field, he was like, whoever lined up against you, think of them as that telephone pole. Just run through them and don't stop. And that's how. That's how the monster was created, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Damn, that's wild. Yeah. I think I'd rather go against Pops than have to fucking hit a telephone
1: pole. Oh, yeah. at- <laughs> sure, the telephone pole like, I'm talking about I was, like, scraped up and everything. Like, it was bad.
0: <laughs> Damn. Was that tough, man? Like, growing up with a dad that's like, you know, obviously he cares about you. Like, that's not in question yeah. at all. You know, he yeah. loves you with all with all his heart, you know. Yeah. but Was it tough at times, you know, just like growing up and him being hard on you and stuff like that?
1: Oh, man, yeah, it was for sure tough because just get in the cage, bro, get in the cage. Just for the simple fact, um, I, at a young age, especially he was my, he was pretty much my coach from the first time I started football all the way up until I left high school. And it was kind of, it was at a young age. I was kind of, you know, it was kind of hard for me to decipher the football dad from the at home dad, because it was like, I took it personal, like if my like my dad would like obviously he would get on me the worst because I'm coach's son. My dad would he would get on me at practice, but I wouldn't be able to let it go when it got home. Like I'll be like, oh, like like he'll be trying to be cool with me, but in my head I'm thinking like you just cussed me out in front of the whole team, had me looking stupid like at practice. So I was like, it kind of like at a young age I kind of hated it. I literally hated it. But then as the older I got, you know, it was kind of like dad's got your best interest, man. You need to listen to dad, like. Dad knows what he's talking about. You know, dad played linebacker at a high level at the Edinburgh as well. Dad, dad set records at Edinburgh at linebacker. So you need to listen to dad cuz dad knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. So and I and I would say that's probably my sophomore year. That's when I really started listening to my father like what I should do as far as training or what I should do as far as stretching or what should I eat? What should, what's what's the do's and don'ts? And when I when I was able to to decipher that coach that that dad and uh from at home dad to on the field dad when I was able to decipher that I would say me and my dad's relationship got so much closer like literally so much closer like it was like because like my dad literally became my my best friend like I literally and to this day he'll tell you like we we so close like I'll tell him every everything like yeah. everything that goes on in my life the bad the good
0: I could tell man I was talking to both of y'all yesterday man it was great
1: yeah, yeah. I'll I tell him everything, man. So, yeah, that, yeah. I love I mean, my dad, man.
0: Hats off to him, man, because I don't think I could do that, bro. I really genuinely do not think I could coach my son in football, bro. Like, yeah. for real. Like, I feel like I would not be able to flip that switch because I'm so damn passionate, bro, because I wasn't I wasn't anything in football, like yeah. at all. But like. And I think it's mostly because I didn't get started. I didn't like fall in love with it really until I was done with it. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, well, damn, that's a wasted opportunity
1: mm-hmm. and
0: all of that. But, you know, obviously I'm on the other side of it now. Like I'm the one doing, I'm the one talking to the guys. It's, it's awesome. And I, yeah. I wouldn't trade it for the world. But with that being said, like I would obviously want my son to to enjoy football. I want him to to be something and, and all of that. And, you know, I know enough about football to be able to train people up. And obviously, I've interviewed hundreds of athletes yeah. <laughs> in yeah. my career. So, I mean, somebody got it. Like, I'll just send them to you, bro, and you could coach them up for me. But,
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> I <don't got> you.
0: <laughs> for sure. For sure. But, yeah, man, hats off to him because I really do not think I'd be able to do that at all. Yeah. Um, with that being said, who is your biggest inspiration?
1: My biggest inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to
0: be a person, even it could be like a thing.
1: Um, so I kind of got a lot of different inspirations, but I would say, so when I was younger, my biggest inspiration would be was it was my dad. My dad was my biggest inspiration. Then as I got because I kind of got, I was like, okay, I want to play football like that. Then, as kind of when I had when I my little brother came into the world, he was my biggest inspiration because he would kind of he looked up to me so much. Like he literally watched everything, everything I do. Like he wanted to be just like me, everything. And my inspiration now, I love I, I wouldn't say inspiration is kind of like motivation or who I kind of want to be like is it's Ray Lewis, man. I freaking I love Ray Lewis, like I, I sit there. If you pay attention in our in our Arizona games this season, I did it kind of last season. I kinda like little celebrations and stuff I do, I like kinda like in, mm-hmm. imitate Ray Lewis in in him. So yeah, like I like watching Ray Lewis, like just watching him be a natural leader on the field. Like when I think of like a a, a linebacker, I'm thinking Ray Lewis, man. Like so yeah, he he's that's a that's a big like I bro, be- I literally,
0: I literally see it, bro. Like, I'm not even just saying that. Like, literally, I was watching. I, you know, your boy is doing his research today. Yeah, yeah. You know, yesterday, you, you know, you know, yeah. I was doing that research, bro. And I was, I was cutting the tape, and I was just like, I even cut it. I even cut the the prep tape, bro. And yeah. I'm just like, all right, Ray Lewis,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I playing. saw a Ray
0: Lewis and a prime Ryan Shazier, bro.
1: Yeah, I'm with that. I like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's hope. Let's hope the career emulates it too. Maybe not Shaziers. <laughs>
1: Yeah, not Shakespeare, but hopefully Shakespeare
0: to raise. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's get some raise. <laughs> so I was doing whenever I was doing that research this morning, because you know it's what your boy does over here. Mm-hmm. I saw that you were related to Pro Football Hall of Famer Ty Law. First of all, first of all, what the hell is that like? And secondly, how the hell can I get him on this show, bro?
1: Okay, so it's actually crazy. I have never met him, oh, except, damn. For I, except for when I was younger. Like, my mom showed me pictures. she ha, she had There's pictures of him at my grandparents' house actually holding me. And that's all I remember of him. And then I just – know I grew up, and they told me, this is your cousin, Ty Law. And I was like, dang, Ty Lowe. I was like – because it was kind of crazy when they told me that I was actually – I don't know if you remember the video game, uh, Street Football. It was mm-hmm. like on PlayStation too. I actually love using Ty Law on Street Football. Like, he was balling out going crazy. And I was before saying, you knew he was your cousin? Yeah, before I knew he was my cousin. was <laughs> like out going crazy. Him and Corey Dillon, I would love using him. And they was like, Yeah, Tyler, that's your cousin. I say, What? Mom, I use him in street football all the time. Like, so yeah, that's kind of crazy when my mom told me that.
0: Damn. We still gotta get him on the show, bro.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I I, I can pull let me see if I can pull some strings, man. See what pull, I can
0: some, pull some strings for the kid one time. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Let's let's like take a little blast to the past, real quick. Go back to yeah. that 2017 Cathedral Prep football team. Probably, honestly, I'm gonna just say it, bro. Like, there's gonna be some pissed off people in Erie when I say this.
1: So, I'm, like, I'm liking where you're going with this. So, I'm, this
0: is this is a trigger warning. Um, if you did not play for the 2017 Cathedral Prep football team, now is your time to leave. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna say that y'all were the, probably the best football team I've ever seen in Erie, bro. Hands down. Like, yeah. I'm I'm not even joking, bro. Like. Like, I see, like, every team, bro, like, to play every year. And there's no – like, the first team I think of and I'm like, all right, I want to talk about Erie, bro, and talk about the athletes in Erie. I'm going straight 2017 Cathedral Prep football team, bro. Not even close. That year, y'all wound up going 14-0. You won the state chip. Little Hershey bars up there, you know. Yeah, yeah. That roster had you, man. Joe Mishler, Juice Scruggs, Anthony Bolden, Billy Lucas, Your cousin, Terry Roberts, man. Many, 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 many more. Just dogs, bro. Like you said, 10 Division I athletes, a lot more D2, D3. Mm -hmm. I mean, pretty much the whole roster is playing college ball somewhere. Yeah. Who was the best player on that team? what? And what was that atmosphere like?
1: Okay, I'm going to go. Is this including myself or not including myself?
0: You could include yourself, but then don't include yourself.
1: Okay, so I'm going me, obviously. And then I'm going as, as far as I got to go. I got to go my cousin, Terry. I got to go. Then I'm going to go my boy, Bo. Mm-hmm. So you really can't count me and Terry because that's automatic. I was just going to say it.
0: Terry well. had the pick six, man. So Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm going to go. I don't know, man. We had some freaking – Don't sleep on Joe, bro. Come on now. I was just going to say, it might be my boy Joe Mish. He's balling. I I, I might say Joe Mish. Juice. That's too hard. That's what I'm saying. Like, (laughs) you got Juice, then you got – I don't know if you remember, you got Cam Landis. Mm -hmm. I got Cam Landis. Then I got Dom Cavado. Yeah, I was
0: about to say you got Dom out there
1: too. I got Billy Lucas. I got Matt Lupo. I got my boy T.O., Tyler Oda Coven. Uh – I'm about to my- join this show. You say you did?
0: I'm about to. I think oh, we're yeah. working on something.
1: Yeah, man. So, I don't know, man, but we had a lot of best players out there for sure. They're all they're yeah. all the
0: best players. Yeah. What was that atmosphere like? Because I know – so, like, I know kind of the atmosphere for most high school teams in Erie, and it's just like, all right, we're going to play. We're, we might win. We might lose. But, like, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Uh-huh. But, like – you guys are one of the best teams at that year you were the best team in the state. Like uh-huh. you're the best team in the state of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Like a yeah. top a top state in terms of grooming college football talent. Like just let that sink in. I know you've had like years to let that sink in but like the best yeah. team of Pennsylvania, bro, from Erie. Like that's wild. Yeah. And like obviously a lot of people in Erie took that shit for granted. I didn't take it for granted. I was hyping it up like I actually played for the team and I <laughs> No. Mercy <laughs> is like yo simmer down that's that's the opposite Dude, like, that's- <laughs> it's, it's cool, bro. it's cool, man, but like yeah. you know, like at the end of the day we all pull it for the same thing here you feel, yeah. me? but it's just like, damn, like that team was so good, bro. and I don't even remember where I was going with that, bro. I literally don't even remember where I was going with that.
1: It's, it's like you you said what was it like?
0: oh it yeah, was- yeah, the atmosphere because it's like, like we know what it's like in college, right like your entire college being is about being a student athlete same with the pros like once you get to the pros your entire life is being an nfl cfl athlete things like that what's it like in high school bro like obviously like you're worried about like going to college and things like that but you know you got to still make the grades because there's guidelines and things like that what is the atmosphere like when you're a championship bound high school football team and just kind of i don't know man just take us tap us into that real quick
1: it's it's kind of um you know that was the year. Um, me. It was the captains were me, Dom Cavato, Joe Mish, Matt Bauer, and Cam Landis, and those were our captains. And it was kind of, it was kind of like I would I would say as far as us bonding, that was in in all my years of, of there being at prep, that was the closest that we all were hands down. And it didn't and and and, and it was for the simple fact that I wanted because I knew that I was gonna have a lot of say so on the team that year. Just for the simple fact of me being a senior, and I wanted to to make sure that the that the underclassmen didn't feel left out. You feel me? And that's because that's how I, that's what I felt when I was an underclassman. Like I was a sophomore, suiting up for the varsity games. Freshman, I just played freshman ball, but it was like still, I didn't. I felt like there was a big difference like between the upperclassmen and the lowerclassmen. It was like I didn't want nobody to feel left out. So. I kind of, you know, I I I feel like me and Dom, we did a outstanding job of basically, like, you know, bringing that, like, you know, joy into the locker room and making it like a, like basically like a like a brother feel. You know, you feel me? In, in my opinion, like the, if you don't have like a good brotherhood on your team or a good chemistry, like y'all gonna, you can kiss the season goodbye. Like it's gonna be literally nothing. And I just I want that to be one of our our big emphasis. And I told, and I had told my dad that I was like, Dad, I'm gonna work on, you know. I want the team to be a lot closer than my past years. I was, I feel like even, even though we went to to Hershey the year before, I feel like the team wasn't as close. I just feel like we went to Hershey the year before because it was just like, all right, we prep, we play football. We got good players. We go into Hershey. Like, I feel like the year I made it, it was like, we had amazing players. And on top of that, we had the chemistry as well. So it was like, nobody could like you, you, that's hard to stop when you got chemistry and you and y'all talented it's hard to stop so i was just making that one of my my big emphasis and as far as like people was on top of it they was they was doing their schoolwork there was no we didn't have nobody who had to miss games because of, they were uneligible or something like that we didn't have that people were they were taking care of business we were handling stuff that year we were handling our business like we were proactive. so i feel like that's why we were so successful and everybody went on to have good college careers who wanted to play college football
0: is that what Coach Mish kind of did, man? Did he kind of create like a college atmosphere at the high school level?
1: Definitely. Definitely. Especially, especially with, as far as, you know, practices and, and meetings. Like he, he made it like a, like a college, a college level. And, and, and I would say like the realest, the realest thing I've, I've ever heard Coach Mish tell me was, and I kind of, it kind of scared me and it was, but it was like, Oh, okay. He's serious. This is when we, after we won the state championship game and, Probably like the like a couple of weeks after he was telling me he was like, "Is everyone here a thousand percent positive that they want to do college football?" Because he was like, "You don't." Know, he was like, "Some of you you may not love football. You may just love prep football." And he was like, "When he was like, because when you get to college, it's actually a full time job." And he was like, "I've done my best to try to prepare y'all for that." But he, you know, he he feel like it's it was a thousand times more. And, you know, as far as the practice that prep like we. We were having, I, I can't remember the exact periods, but we were having like, you know, set period practices where we had individual times and we go to special teams. From special teams, you know, we break up teams seven on seven, might mess around, go back to a couple individuals. And I kid you not, like that was a, a huge, a huge, uh, I wouldn't say a adjustment, but it was something that I adapted to easily to when I came to college just simply because Coach Mitch ran our practices just like a college show. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's nice, man, because. I know that's one thing Coach Root's doing, too, over at Mercyhurst. And, yeah, man, you can just see the entire transition. Like, when Mercyhurst was really good a few years back, man, it was because of the way that he was just running the ship right there. And, yeah. I mean, that helps. I mean, you you just said it yourself, man. Like, going into college is a lot easier, especially as an athlete, whenever you're already kind of grooming to be a college athlete. Right. So, I mean, I think, I think that – that championship for you guys was a, was the icing on the cake for a lot of dudes, man. Guys probably got offers that probably wouldn't have or would have been overlooked otherwise. So it's just nice that y'all got that ring. Brought it home to yeah. Erie, man. It was nice. Um, if there is one thing, one thing that you always want to be remembered for, what it, what would it be?
1: My hits. I got to say my hits. I feel like I'll you can look up the tape. I got some hit sticks on my huddle. I got, I got some hits here too. I don't know if you you probably didn't see oh, yeah. it. Posted on my Instagram. I see. Yeah, I, I got some hits here. So yeah, I definitely I definitely want to be remembered for hits and and being a sideline a sideline side backer. Like they yeah. say, like, yeah, I, that's that's I feel like both of my two strong suits and something that I definitely want to be remembered for.
0: Man, that's the thing, bro. Is like your play style is kind of like the trend in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean. Like dudes are just they just. Teams just want hard hitters, bro. Yeah. I mean, they're also a little bit more hesitant with it because of, like, the new helmet-to-helmet rules and things like that. But what do you kind of do to control your body to avoid those targets and things like that?
1: So it's actually kind of crazy. I I know people might – they might hate me for for saying this, but I actually – I don't know how I haven't got a helmet-to-helmet call yet because a lot of people tell me when I go hit, I go down with my helmet – I try to avoid that a lot, but I kind of just naturally do it. So yeah, I don't, I don't really avoid it. Try to intentionally avoid that. I, I'm always thinking like I'm trying to destroy this person I'm finna tackle. Like if I get a helmet to helmet or not, then then so be it. If I'm if I hit him so hard, my freaking back hurts or something, So be it. Like I'm, I'm gonna just throw my body on the line and I'm trying to hit stick him as hard as I can. Like I, I go to the mindset with every play. I'm trying to make, um, I'm trying to make ESPN every single tackle. So when you, when y'all see me out there running on that field, just know like, hey, Jerry's gonna try to be on ESPN. Like he's gonna try to, yeah.
0: Yes, sir, man. You're gonna, you're gonna be giving a lot of dudes that like welcome to college football moment, especially next year, bro. I'm excited can, for that. That's for sure. <laughs> One last question for you, Jerry. What kind of advice can you pass along to our listeners?
1: Kind of advice i can pass on to the listeners man you know just just keep going in life man no you know it's, it's always going to be people that say you you can't do this or you can't do that that should be your motivation that should be the that should be something that you'd be like man i, I love when you say that because you just make me want to go so much harder like you you think you just another you just another hater added on the list man you just a when you see me on the big screen you just gonna be another person watching mad that i didn't support them and I, oh, I didn't do this so yeah man you know. When people say you can't do something, or you're not good enough to do this, or don't do this, or don't do that, you should love when they say that because use that as motivation and just keep going. Because it, your your biggest you're your, your biggest your biggest critic. No matter what people say, like if if I read a newspaper article today that say Jerry Roberts can't hit or, or can't tackle or something like that, I'm not listening to that. I'm not worried about it because I'm I'm my own critic. If I don't think that about myself, y'all are wrong. So and and I and I know I'm really gonna have to you know keep that mindset. When it comes to the to the to the NFL draft, because I know that they're going to have their opinions. And it's like, so y'all just going to be another person like that. I'm excited. Like, hey, I can't wait to prove you wrong. Let's do it. So, yeah, man. Hey, Keep keep doing what y'all doing. Whatever whatever you got going on, use the use the naysayers as motivation. And don't don't stop, man. Go chase your goals, chase your dreams. Man. Keep going.
0: Jerry, thank you so much for hopping on the show today, my man. It was nice getting to know you. Um, and now I have a new friend in Erie. That's what's up.
1: Yes, sir, my boy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: Where can we find you out on social media?
1: Y'all can find me. Hold up, man. Hold up. Let me let me get my social medias right now, <laughs> let man. Me, let me pull them up on my phone. Jerry
0: Roberts48 on Instagram, I think is what it is.
1: That might be Twitter. I think that's Twitter.
0: Oh, uh, damn. Yeah. yeah. What I, a casual.
1: <laughs> I, Instagram is Roberts Jerry, just Roberts Jerry. That's it. Twitter is Jerry Jerry Roberts. Roberts underscore 48. Yes, sir. And then y'all can't get my Snap, my Snap exclusive.
0: Uh, snap yeah. exclusive. exclusive. <laughs> Jerry, once again, thank you so much for hopping on the show today, man. I'm super excited. You're going in the spring ball here pretty soon. And then after that, you got your your season, your final season. You're going into the NFL draft, my man. That's going to be outstanding, man. Thank you for putting on for the eight one four, Um, And I'm super excited for you, man. And, you know, we got to link up next time you're in Erie. For sure. For sure. For sure, we got to link up, and then we got to get Terry on the show, and I'm then we—Terry's
1: like, hey, gonna be next. I'm literally gonna get after we hang up. I'm gonna call him, be like, "Hey, bro, do this podcast."
0: Yeah, let's run it. Let's run it. See, yeah. man, I used to—I used to talk to him a while back too. But the thing about it is, bro, is that like now, I tried to reach out. He—I can't even get a follow back. Like,
1: yeah. Man. See, you know, see, you know, it's crazy. See, when you when you reached out to me, see, I don't, I don't like, I don't know. I just got like to be honest, I, it was luck because. I don't normally check my message request box on Instagram. And Straight. I was like, like, I seen it one day. It was like, cause I had posted my story and I was like, I seen, I had like 25. I was like, Hey, people must be liking the, what I posted on my story. And I seen yours in there. I was like, Oh, this is like an opportunity. I'm a, I'm a for sure do that.
0: Yeah, man. And I appreciate it because that's one of my biggest messages. Whenever I go on other shows, especially people always ask me like, how do you get the guests you do? And it's just shooting your fucking shot. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like shoot like, your shot, bro. Yeah. And it's just like, not only that, but like, I know I told you this on the phone and that's kind of like the biggest, the biggest reason I even have a podcast is to, is to inspire the youth. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's my thing, man. I just want to, I want to change lives one listener at a time. And, you know, I think it's fate. You know, I think we're going to change some lives with this, with this episode today. Like you said, you never check your messages or anything like that, but I think, I think by you checking this message, bro. And by us, chopping it up for almost an hour on this show yeah, like yeah. i think we're going to change some lives man i think this is going to be something that a lot of kids in erie see a lot of just adults in erie see man like our message is going to be spread to everybody and i appreciate you for being part of the movement
1: no problem man no problem yes sir one, one thing one more thing what's good anybody it. looking for any i'm open to nil deals so yes. if, y'all, if y'all need anything i'm a, I'm your guy for nil opportunities. you need an athlete let it be me
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm going to put all of your information in the description of this. So any colleges that look at this, any advertisers that look at this, they're going to hit you up. I'm going to send a couple people your way, probably, too. I'm looking for some sponsors, too. (laughs) Okay, boy. (laughs) We all in this together, my boy. (laughs) Anyway, hit us up. Like hold us up, man. We we, we need them. I promise Jerry looks at his DMs. Damn it. Yeah, I do. I do. (laughs) All right. Once again, thank you so much for hopping on the show today, man. I had a blast just chopping it up. And uh, we're definitely going to have to touch base again soon, especially once you start getting ready for that NFL draft.
1: Yeah, yeah. Peace.